story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G. Hello, everybody. It's Mama G here. And you are joining me for another story time with Mama G, the podcast. How exciting. I'm thrilled to have you here. I hope you have all had an absolutely gorgeous week. Uh, I certainly have, even though it has been rainy, hasn't it, my darlings? If you are listening in the UK, it has been very rainy, of course. You could be listening from somewhere else in this gorgeous world of ours. If you are listening in India, for instance, I would like to say a very big hello to all of you because, you see, I can look at the analytics of my podcast and I can see how people are listening, where people are listening, which episodes they're listening to. And in the last week, this podcast has become terribly popular in India. Now, if you are listening in India, if you could tell me why it's become so popular, just out of curiosity, you can let me know on Facebook or Instagram. Just search for at Stories. And if you'd like to see some of the other things that I get up to, like videos, for instance, then you can also find me on YouTube. Just search for at Stories. And of course, wherever you're listening from, I would love to hear from you. I like knowing that people are listening and I like to know that they're enjoying what I'm doing. I really do, my darlings. And also, don't forget to share the podcast with your friends. Leave reviews wherever you're listening. Tell your friends to listen too. It's all very helpful and I, I do really appreciate it. Because, you know, in these times, whilst we're all locked up in our houses or keeping our distance from each other, I do feel that knowing people are listening to my voice is some sort of emotional reassurance to me. It may not be to you, my darlings, but it is to me. Um, so thank you to everyone who's listening. I do greatly appreciate it. But now it is time for the story. And here in the UK, it is still Black History Month. And it will be for the, the entirety of October because it wouldn't be the month then, would it? So I am going to celebrate another British, uh, another black British person from history uh, this one is a very interesting to me, and I will talk more about it afterwards. But this is the story of the first black queen of England. It's May 19th, 2018. Meghan Markle has just married Prince Harry at a gorgeous ceremony in Windsor Castle. However, we find ourselves outside Westminster Abbey. There's actually quite a commotion going on inside. Shall we see what it's all about? All right, come with me. I think it's coming from down there. Do you see? From St. Edward's Chapel. 
There seems to be a woman sat on a tomb. She's reading a newspaper and she is not very happy. Shall we see what the problem is? Um, excuse me. Are you okay? Who are you? Oh, I'm Mamma G, and these are my friends. I see. I'm Philippa of Hainault, and I'm not okay, as it happens. I'm turning in my grave, as a matter of fact. Oh, oh no. Oh, dear. Oh, what's that rumbling noise? Should we get out of here? Is the abbey about to fall down? Oh, don't worry. It's probably my husband, Edward, you know. Edward the Third. Oh, yes. You're right. There he is. Oh, my dear Philippa, you've turned in your grave so much that you've worked your way out of it. You've disturbed me and you've worried these poor people. What's wrong? Look at this. Look at this newspaper. Oh, come on. Let's go and have a look. Oh, oh, it's all about Harry and Meghan's wedding. Oh, I love a royal wedding. I watched some of it on the telly this morning and it looked amazing. But why has it made you so angry, Philippa? Because some people are upset that Prince Harry has married someone with African-American descent. When I married Edward 691 years ago, there wasn't this fuss. Things are supposed to get better, not worse. Oh, wait. You're the Philippa of Hainault. Yes, and I was the first black Queen of England. Oh, do you want to find out more? All right, we'll sit down and get comfy. And perhaps Philippa and Edward can tell us how they met. And if your bum starts to get cold on the stone floor, just sit on your coat. Edward, you tell them. I'm still reading the paper. Oh, yes, of course. Well, <clears throat> Philippa is from Belgium, you see. Or Hainault, as it was called at the time. And many years before she was born, that area was controlled by Moorish tribes. Now, Moorish is a word that was used to describe people that came from North Africa. So, Philippa was of African descent. Although, if you look at paintings of her from the time, they made her look more European, which is why people often forget that she could be called the first black queen of England. Now, I met her in 1326, when I went to Hainault with my mum, Isabella, because she needed the help of some other kings and queens to get my dad, King Edward II, off the throne. But it, that's a whole other story, and, and Christopher Marlowe wrote a very good play about it, so really, that's all being covered. Of course, Shakespeare wrote a play about me, so I really am better than my father in so many ways. Anyway, my mum's plan worked. Once we all joined forces, we scared my dad off the throne, and he stopped being king, and he became Edward of Carnarvon. Can you imagine? Well, he had to be Edward of somewhere. And so, in 1327, I sort of became king, although there was a little complication there with my mum and her new boyfriend, but we sorted all that out a few years later. 
So Philippa and I got married in 1328. And the English people loved her. A very famous poet at the time said that she was the most gentle queen, most liberal and most courteous that ever was queen in her days. And he was right. Even though most people could only compare her to my mum, who was pretty scary. But whereas my mum wanted power, Philippa wanted to make England a, a prosperous country. She wanted to make everyone's lives better, and, and I'm very grateful that she did. You see, about ten years into my reign, I started the Hundred Years' War, when I almost became King of France. Honestly, East Enders has got nothing on our lives. Well, Philippa realised it was going to be quite expensive, so rather than tax the people more, she started a textile business in Norwich, and she encouraged coal mining up north, so we were able to fund the war, and we created jobs. Gosh, this is a lot, isn't it? How are your bums doing? Are they cold yet? Oh, what an amazing life you led, Philippa. Oh, he's not done yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Do go on. Well, in 1346, I was away at the Blooming War, and England started to get attacked by the Scottish. So Philippa rounded up the troops and led an army to Durham and fought the battle of Neville's Cross. Well, it was no surprise to me, but we won. And we captured the Scottish king and kept him prisoner for eleven years. And, do you know, through all of that, we had thirteen children. What a woman! I was so sad when she passed away. But look at us now, together again. Wow! Philippa, you were properly amazing. Which is why I'm baffled that people now should be so upset that one of the royal family has married a person with African heritage. How wonderful it would be to have another black queen. Oh, you're right. I mean, it's hard to believe that she would only be the second. Third. Third? Oh, yes. Have you never heard of Queen Charlotte? Yes. She was married to George III. But I didn't know she was black. Well, historians aren't sure. But I like to think that she was. Shall we go and meet her? Oh, quick, uh, we, we better follow. They're getting ahead of us. Blimey, my bum's gone numb from that floor. Uh, Philippa, where are we going? Windsor Castle. Oh, dear. I think that perhaps this story needs to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Thank you.
Well, I hope you liked that story and finding out all about Philippa of Hainault, or Queen Philippa, as she was in this country. And I hope you're looking forward to next week's episode when we shall be finding out about George III's wife, Queen Charlotte. And uh, she may, of course, be the second black queen of England. Um, Now, Philippa of Hainault, before I tell you what the book of the week is, Philippa of Hainault is, is very interesting because obviously she was alive. She was born in 1313. So that means she was born 707 years ago. Well, that's a lovely number, isn't it? 707. That's a very long time ago, you see. And if anybody was born that long ago, even if they were born 200 years ago, really, we didn't, we don't have photographs or video footage of them because such things didn't exist. So we have to go by how they look like according to the artists at the time and to the writers, so to the poets and uh, the playwrights and uh, even people that wrote journals in terms of how they describe the person. And we have to trust that the way they're describing the person is accurate. And the thing that we are discovering is that quite possibly, sometimes it's not. Which, if you've got to the point of Tudor and Stuart history, where you're learning about Henry VIII and his six wives, then you'll know that somebody did not paint in Henry VIII's eyes an accurate portrait of Anne of Cleves. Because they made Anne of Cleves look beautiful and marriage material. And then when Henry VIII met Anne of Cleves, he decided that she was neither beautiful nor marriage material, which I'm sure actually is terribly wrong. And I would hazard a guess that Henry VIII was neither beautiful nor marriage material. You know, just put that right out there. Um, So this is the reason why I think that over the years we may have lost sight of the fact that Philippa of Hainault had African-American heritage. And also, sometimes in the description, they simply just didn't mention the colour of her skin. And there are several reasons why they may not have mentioned the colour of her skin. One of them may well have been that they didn't consider it important um, and that they were used to Moorish people. Because, of course, if there were Moorish tribes in Uh, Belgium, or Hainault as it was at the time, then quite possibly they would have traded with England and we would have been used to seeing them and they they just not have thought it was a problem. And of course it wouldn't be a problem. Um, It became a problem with slavery and things like that. People started to notice the colours of people's skin then. Um, Or they might have not liked the colour of her skin and so they may not have mentioned it. But research recently has pretty much decided that Queen Philippa was of African descent and therefore legitimately could claim to be the first black queen of England. And I think that's an absolutely fascinating story. And if you're interested in history, uh, it's it's an interesting uh, exercise in understanding the history books and the source materials that we have from the time and working out how we understand what they're trying to tell us. Uh, Well, anyway, I hope you enjoyed my story. And now I think it is time 
for the book of the week. Now, the book of the week does not relate to Black History Month, but it does relate to another occasion, another special day, which is being marked on Sunday, October the 11th, which is National Coming Out Day. Uh, so I thought I would share a book about, well, sort of about coming out. And actually, that's already a lie. I've already lied to you, my darlings. This book is not about coming out. This book is about the process of understanding who you are, which in some cases will end with you deciding to come out. And uh, you can come out as many things. You can come out as gay. You can come out as transgender. You can come out as asexual, aromantic, non-binary, gender fluid. You can come out as being a very big fan of the princess and the frog. But mostly coming out is regarded to be in terms of your gender expression and working out who is the type of person that you may love in the future. But uh, this book is uh, this, a follow-up to a book that was the book of the week from uh, one of my previous episodes, and that book was George by Alex Gino. Now, if you hurried on and bought George by Alex Gino on my recommendation, please, my darlings, do tell me, you may also... Well, and if, if you've read it, you will have come across this character. Now, this character, when I was reading George, actually seemed fairly minor to me, although I did notice him. Because when um, George was being bullied by, um, well, the bully, whose name I can't remember, and that seems appropriate for a bully, this character, Rick, was the bully's friend. Um, but Rick was always nicer and had a bit more understanding with... George. Well, this book is called Rick. It's by Alex Gino and it is about Rick and it takes place, I think, the following year. So they've all gone to middle school now, which is a slightly bigger school in America. Probably, I think we're looking at year seven, year eight there, I think. And uh, Rick and uh, so uh, Melissa, as she is now being called by everyone, Melissa, who was George in the previous book, she is in the novel as a subsidiary character, which is like a, a character who has a, a small role to play. And Rick essentially is trying to work out who he is. And this book is following his journey, but at the same time gently explaining to us the many, many, many different options of of labels, I suppose is the appropriate word, of labels you can put on yourself. But also Alex Gino is saying that you don't need to label yourself. And that's beautiful. Um, so in some ways, as well as being a novel, this is also a textbook because there is a, a wonderful chapter, which I'm just trying to find, in like the first third of the book where Alex, no, sorry, Rick, joins uh, the Rainbow Spectrum Club, which is a, a group that the school sets up for students who feel like they might be well on the rainbow spectrum, so LGBTQIA+. And Rick's not sure, but he's curious about that um, that way of life. So he goes along to the club and uh, listens to the, the discussions. And in one of the discussions, 
they talk about how people wish to be defined and the words we can use. And in having that discussion, they teach us, the reader, some of the words. And I actually learnt uh, the explanation for words that I had heard, but hadn't quite understood. So I, I, I just thought it was marvellous. And it's, a, again, just like George, it's a very tender read. It's a very lovely book. I just think, really, that Alex Gino might be the most wonderful author. It takes a lot of skill to be able to talk about subjects like this in a way that uh, readers sort of 9 to 12, I would say, are going to understand. And also, Alex talks about them in a way that helps adults understand and you don't feel patronised, which is really a wonderful skill. And I would very much like to read um, another book uh, by Alex Gino called You Don't Know Everything, Jilly P. I think that sounds great. Oh, and what I also like about Rick, it's just reminding me, which is the same thing I liked about George, is there is a theatrical element to it. And I don't know if you guessed this about me, but I do rather enjoy theatrical elements. Uh, it's published by Scholastic. It's written by Alex Gino. Do go and find Rick. Uh, go and support your local bookshop. But if you're going to go online, then may I suggest you visit hive.co.uk if you are indeed in the UK. And uh, they, for every purchase you make, they send some of the money to your nominated local bookshop so you can still support your independent bookseller even if you're shopping online. Well, here we are at the end of another story time with Mama G. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed my story, The First Black Queen of England, and I hope you rush out and purchase Rick by Alex Gino. Also, you can purchase tickets to see me live and in person. Yes, you can. I will be at the Stanley Halls in South London on October the 30th with Mamaji's Storytime Spooktacular, and it really is going to be very spooktacular. There's going to be puppetry, maybe a bit of shadow puppetry. There's going to be uh, something very exciting happening, which I still can't quite tell you, but I hope I will be able to tell you soon. It's, it's all going to be rather marvellous. And then the next day, October the 31st, we shall be doing the Spooktacular in Woolwich, at the tram shed, Woolwich also being in South London, but a very different part of South London to South Norwood. Um, and tickets for that will be available very soon. And then uh, over Christmas, I will be in Gravesend playing Dame Dolly Dumpling in Rapunzel, the pantomime. We're running from December the 11th to January the 3rd, and you can purchase your tickets at woodville.co.uk. And in the meantime, don't forget that I am on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for at Mamaji Stories. And I, every Sunday, I will be on Glitterbeam Radio at 1 p.m. Uh, playing songs, telling stories, and just generally wittering on, as I am prone to do. Uh, please do share the podcast with your friends. Leave a review. Let me know what you're thinking. I love hearing from you. And I will see you all next week. Arrivederci! <laughs> Story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G.